Thanks for joining us here at Variety Show for the Soul. I'm your host, Jamie D. from Human Soundcheck. This podcast is focused on all things healing. We cover different healing arts, meet those who work in the field, and you'll gain something you can take into your daily lives for your own well-being. Let's get to it. Hi, everybody. I just felt like playing my bowl for you for a minute. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. It's me, Jamie D. Today, I want to talk about a few different divination tools that are out there that you can use personally if you're just starting out with or broadening your spiritual practice. I also have a few book recommendations that have served me well that I'll share with you at the end of the chat. We're all on our own spiritual path, and if you're here, chances are you're probably seeking to better know yourself on a spiritual level for one reason or another. Except my mom. Hey, mom, you listen because you love and support me and you're just the best mom and you've taught me everything that makes me good in this life. So anyway, I digress. I realize that many of the listeners of this podcast are going through medical hardship or battling illnesses and navigating the difficult waters of treatment and recovery. I know that there are others who have decided to embark on a wellness journey filled with self-care and rediscovery, self-love, and all the things that maybe you've kind of put on the back burner for yourself, and now you realize that, you know, you deserve a little more attention. Others still are just beginning to dip their toes in the mysterious realm of alternative and holistic healing forms for one reason or another, be it mental health weight concerns, or just a quest for more. Some of you are experienced in much of what we cover here on the show, but if you're like me, listen in to pick up on some stuff that you may have forgotten about or maybe just like to listen to familiar stuff. To all of you, thanks. I am so grateful. Just thank you for listening. And please feel free to reach out with any recommendations. If you've got topics that you want covered, reach out. We've got the Instagram page and we have the Facebook page and you can find us at Variety Show for the Soul. So please reach out, interact. I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me through email too at uh, humansoundcheck at gmail.com. I hope that the topics covered in the show give you a power boost of sorts and that you find the recommendations and tips, meditations and stories and always share here helpful and meaningful in some way. I think it's time to address religion for those of you out there who may feel a tinge of guilt or shame when it comes to broadening your spirituality through the use of the different tools we have at our disposal, such as tarot and oracle cards, astrology, numerology, and things of the sort. I think that the guilt aspect comes from the notion that if you use these tools, you're seeking help from some other religious deity other than the god of your understanding. And this unknown source of help is negative because you don't have an established relationship with it. I think also that TV and movies, weirdos on the internet, and those who intentionally speak and act out of ill will and dark intentions make the tools out to look either fluffy or supernatural with no real substance, like in the TV shows, or just plain dark and evil. But what if the approach you took was to embrace this as another aspect of your communication with the divine. Prayer is definitely the most familiar way we reach out and connect to our higher power. Even meditation is commonly expressed as our way to connect. 
Almost every Sunday in church, we are reminded of our prayers and meditations that fall on our hearts and lips during that particular time. Do you see where I'm going with this? There are many walks of life, and we refer to God in many different ways. So when when we seek support using these other divination tools with the connection of the God of your understanding, why feel shameful? I don't see a separation when we're seeking answers or comfort. I see these items and philosophies as additional ways to help us when we're in search of better understanding and guidance. I know I go on and on about intention, but here it is imperative and likely where the tarot and things like this get their weird reputation. As long as your intention is to use these things for your highest and best honor, filled with love and connected to the divine, I believe these are lovely ways to enhance your spiritual practice. This is about you, your journey, and that part, this being about you, is important. Now, this is my take on it, but I do think that the negative aspects associated to these things have to do with those who try to use these items with malintent and towards others. That's what I I mean that in two ways. Use these items with malintent and also use these things toward others. Neither of which is either good or with good intention or self-care driven. I hope this gives you a little more insight on the way Many of us see these tools as spiritual allies, even embracing them with the religion we already follow. This is not to say that those of you who do not follow an organized religion should use them any less. The beauty of it is that it is in the beholder, the user, and the intention is the biggest factor. They are meant for everyone. We all connect with a force beyond us, a creator. That connection and the tools in conjunction with your intention make the recipe. Now, I intend to have many more episodes hammering out the details with an expert in each of the topics we're about to cover. Some I already have, such as astrology, for example, but I just want to give a rundown of some of the useful tools and any other info I may have to go along with them. So would these things really be around for so long, thousands and hundreds of years, decades on, if there was nothing to them? I don't know. With the things that are situation specific, such as the ones you pose a question to or ask for insight or comfort through, the intention needs to be set for the focus of the exercise. A little while ago, when I was talking about your overall intention, as in what it is you mean to do with these tools in general, from here on, you would set an intention before each instance and pose your question or ask for wisdom or guidance. You're not asking the cards. You're not asking the pendulum. You're not asking some unknown source. By now, I hope you understand that you'll be working with your higher power. And that's who to ask. Make the connection beforehand, be it a prayer or a short meditation or your own special combination of the two. You can invite angels if you work with them. And if you work with spirit guides, you can ask them for guidance too. First, let's look at the tarot. It's actually a complex and really deep unfolding of journey and enlightenment, as well as day-to-day occurrences and personality characteristics. A tarot deck is made up of 78 cards and is divided into two parts, major arcana and minor arcana. 
the major arcana and its cards. It has to do with major life events and bigger themes. And the minor arcana has to do with temporary day-to-day -day stuff. And the suits correspond to different areas of life. There are many resources out there for reading the cards, and there are so many different decks, all depicted with different art styles and takes on the story and situations. If you're interested in the tarot, I would definitely check out Gregory Scott. He is wonderful. He does a daily reading on YouTube, and he has a tarot reading online course that he made a few years back that is inexpensive. It's really it's really quite good. I mean, the um, from what I recall... It, just take it for the value of the information that he gives you. The video background might be a little strange to look at, but uh, he's wonderful and his information is wonderful and his guidance is great. Um, while I'm speaking of Gregory Scott, he is also an astrologer. Just go to his YouTube channel. He does a weekly astrology reading as well as a yearly for each sign. Speaking of astrology, we are all familiar with what it is, but I view it, along with numerology, as another extra code that we have, part of our complex puzzle that unlocks a deeper understanding of ourselves and how we tick. I'm sure you're aware of the daily horoscopes out there, but there is a much bigger representation for you personally. A natal chart looks at the sky, at the precise time and day you were born, and where the planets were then. When analyzed by a professional astrologer, you'd be amazed at how much it corresponds to you on a deeper level. Moving on to oracle cards. Oracle cards are like tarot, as in they're also cards and by interpretation, useful insights can be drawn from them. The number of cards can vary from deck to deck and they usually work with a theme. There are so many decks out there, again, many different artists and some are really, really beautiful. Oracle cards also usually have a message or a word to contemplate and reflect on as you take in the image and interpret how the image and message pertain to the situation that you're asking for guidance. Many intuitives and psychics add cards to their readings to help with the messages that are coming through for you. Okay, numerology. This is a fascinating area of greater understanding of the self. I was gifted a book years ago on numerology, and to be honest, it was way over my head. I think my head exploded a little bit about four pages in, and I had to put it away for like 12 years. About two weeks ago, as with many things in my life, you know, when it's time, it's time. And for me, I'm just like that. Uh, it was time to pick up the book. I really had no idea how many associations the numbers of our birth date as well as our name reveal about ourselves. It took me a good 10 to 12 hours of work over a weekend, but I really did the work. What resulted was an even better understanding of myself and my challenges I face inherently. These are themes I've dealt with for years, and I wish I'd known this info sooner. I highly recommend a numerology reading. Numerology is also used in many other ways, and the numbers have meanings that can be applied to so many day-to-day -day things. So, I mean, the sky's the limit with numerology. Next up, pendulums. A pendulum is great for pretty straightforward insight. Be precise and simple with what you ask best for yes or no guidance on this one. You can go on YouTube or just online and read about how to get to know your pendulum and kind of uh, program it in a way so you know what a yes or no is for you and your pendulum. Actually, 
With getting started, the easiest way is to just use a piece of paper with yes and no written on two opposite sides opposite from each other. Ask baseline questions first so you know if you have your yes and your no in the proper places. A baseline question being, is my name Jamie? And you should get a yes. Am I a woman? For my case, I should get a yes. Um, is my name Sandy? I should get a no, right? So those are the things I'm talking about with that. There are some other things that I'm learning about, such as runes, but I'm not quite knowledgeable to really talk much about them. Why didn't I bring up the Ouija board? Well, simply put, it's just not my cup of tea. Also, I just instinctively feel like that particular tool seems to invite more than what one is able to handle. The cards offer imagery and art, subtle messages, and you can draw conclusions using gentle guidance. Just my personal opinion. They do sell pendulum mats that have uh, months and um, maybe days and other symbols, probably ones with the alphabet too, but as of yet, I just stick with the yes and no. So where do you get your hands on some of these things so you can learn and try for yourself? If you're uh, local to Louisville, Kentucky or Southern Indiana, I'll always recommend Happy's Meditation Supply. And even Rainbow Blossom has um, some really nice decks, uh, Oracle and Tarot cards. An amazing online resource for cards is Hay House Publishing. And you're going to hear more about Louise Hay coming up here at the end. Of course, Amazon has loads of stuff and you can get the Gregory Scott Tarot there. He has a deck and it's beautiful and I love it as much as I adore him. Okay, as promised, I want to share some of the books I've read over the years that have really brought some incredible wisdom and perspective. First one, Life on the Other Side by Sylvia Brown. This book brought me a great deal of comfort when my father-in-law passed away in 2005, and I again revisited it when my own father passed in 2016. The author gives a very reassuring description of what happens when we pass or go home and what it's like there. Next, how to communicate with your spirit guides, connecting with your energetic allies for guidance and healing by Marie Manucheri. And I hope I didn't butcher her last name. This audio, I believe it is an audio only book, is a good listen if you're interested in communicating and learning about your guides, the ones who are here with you for life. She offers good descriptions and many exercises to help you become comfortable with reaching out and trying to make that connection. Oh, this is a good one. Exploring Vibrational Medicine by Richard Gerber, another audio only book. This is one of the few cases I actually like the author voicing their own book or doing the voiceover for their own book. He does a good job. He gives very clear and insightful explanations on vibrational medicine and well-backed research on how it affects us. He's also a doctor, so his take on this is especially interesting for perhaps those of you who also may be in the medical field yourselves. Next one, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I love this woman. What a book. It came out, I believe, in 1984, but the wisdom is just as important now as it was then. If I was your mentor, this would be required reading. She also has a no BS writing style that I adore. And last but not least, two books by the same author. Why two? You're about to find out. You men out there can slide by with just the first one, though. Energy Medicine by Donna Eden. Donna Eden is a very interesting author and energy healer. 
Her insight on the human energy systems is pretty much mind-blowing. In this book, she explains many of our energy systems and gives simple techniques on how to keep them running at optimal levels to keep your body in check and at the ready. And at the ready, I mean to fight off things, fight off stress, anxiety, illness, you know, keep your energy humming. That's uh, kind of one of her things that she says, and I just love it. You don't need to have prior knowledge of the meridians or chakras. However, it may come in a little helpful. The exercises are well explained and easy to do. Plus, you can find a lot of stuff online that demonstrates them. Her daughters are carrying on her tradition, so they put out videos doing many of the techniques. So lots of information you can find out there. Um, and for the, the next book I'm going to mention too. That brings me to Energy Medicine for Women, also by Donna Eden. Even though this book covers a lot of the same material as Energy Medicine, this book is chock full of information and insights for optimal women's health when it comes to the energetic body. I'm talking hormones, I'm talking fertility, I'm talking weird endocrine stuff, you name it, that a woman goes through, it's gonna be in this book and she addresses it beautifully. So uh, there's my take on a bunch of books and a bunch of divination systems. And I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm having fun with it and I'm enjoying watching it blossom. So thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you next time. Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by Human Soundcheck, my method of sound healing tuning fork therapy. Learn more at humansoundcheck.com. Don't forget to follow Variety Show for the Soul on Instagram at VS for the Soul. Until next time.